Welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gonzalez Cumberbatch, and I know firsthand that it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, that it takes a village to uplift a mother. A mother's village is necessary and can take up many forms. Consider this podcast as part of your motherhood village. No matter the season of motherhood you're in, every conversation will give you more tools to add to your parenting toolbox, and you'll feel supported, inspired, and uplifted. So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello, and welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I am on with a very special guest. I have Miss Rosina DiBello, who is an award-winning documentary-style wedding photographer known for her photojournalistic and editorial style. With more than 23 years of experience, Rosina's creativity, versatility, and ability to capture the essence of a moment have made her one of the most well-respected and sought-after photographers in the country. From first contact to image delivery, Rosina and her team of talented photographers deliver a unique and personalized experience that aims to provide the highest level of quality and customer service to all her clients. Rosina, how are you today? I'm doing well, Nicole. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So let's jump into my icebreaker round. What is a favorite book or one that you would like to recommend? Um, My favorite, favorite book is Healthy Parenting. Um, It's an amazing book by Janet uh, Wojtitz. Um, She basically talks about how our upbringing influences the way that we raise our children and what we can do to better make it better for them make positive changes so that was like a big game changer for me it really taught me healthier patterns because you know we don't always learn healthy patterns um or and and with that learning or that knowledge that we have we don't have the structure to create so we have to learn and you know what's healthy what's not healthy i agree i love it i have to check that out how has motherhood transformed you? Um, in so many ways. Um, but <laughs> I feel like um, a lot of women fear judgment, you know, from other people's perspective of them. Um, you know, we are judged. That's the reality of it. And, you know, there's a lot of fears that we don't know. This is something, no matter how many books you read, you have to just go through this, you know, motherhood and just learn it as you go. And so, you know, I remember taking my oldest daughter back from the hospital. She was buckled, nestled in her car seat. We sat her down and I just sat next to her and I just cried. I'm thinking, how am I going to handle this human? (laughs) This is a big responsibility. So that was a big aha moment for me, knowing I had a big job ahead of me to raise them. I wanted to, you know, make sure I had a lot of positive people around me that could help guide me along the way. I love that. And um, we say it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, to uplift a mother. Who and what has been a major part of your village? Uh, That would be my husband. You know, he's always been such a great example to me. And, you know, no matter how tired this man was when he came home, he would always have that time where he would spend with the kids before he even ate his dinner. You know, he was just that dedicated. And he, you know, from that husband and wife team, you know, we learn from each other. And so I was able to, you know, pull value out of that and just see and learn from him. And so he definitely was a big influence in in my life with that. I love that. Okay, so tell me your journey into photography. 23 years. Wow. Award winning. If anyone goes to your site, which I'll put it in the show notes, you took beautiful photography at my event. Tell me your journey into photography. Why photography? When did you know that you wanted to turn this passion into a business or was it a passion? Was it always a business? Tell me about that journey into it. 
So my father was a big influencer for me. He, he you know, worked with black and white film. And I always just followed his images and looked through them. I started um, being attracted to artists who focused on black and white film. Um, Ansel Adams was one big one because he did landscape photography. And when you look at my work, you'll see that I do incorporate a lot of landscape into my portraits. So it's, um, you know, the, this, my dad actually gave me my first camera when I turned 12 years old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just a great outlet. It was a very creative art element for me to be able to go out. I did a lot of street photography. Um, I did a lot of environmental um, portraits and I just loved having this outlet. It was a very healthy outlet for me to be able to go out there and just, you know, started off as a side hustle. I was able to move it into a career. It was very fluid for me because, you know, when you love something that much and you want to learn and continue to do that self-improving journey, you know, you can eventually take what you love and turn it into a career. For sure, and really grow and make it successful. What is your favorite part about photography and working with your clients? It's that um, energy, that couple energy that I see when I'm with a couple and they have that, just that, that attraction to each other and that whatever their vibe is, what makes them link together. And I just literally just, I, I get on this adrenaline rush every time I pick up a camera. And I run off of this adrenaline <laughs> and it helps me be creative. So it's a mixture of that. Um, you know, it's hundreds and hundreds of couples I have photographed. Um, I'm able to really, I take pride in the fact that I'm able to really work with my clients and help them feel comfortable in front of the camera. Um, you know, it's a very emotional thing being photographed. Yeah, especially if people are, I'm sure, are fighting maybe some kind of confidence or self-esteem, or I know for someone like me, I do not feel like I'm a photogenic. So that's always in my mind. And I know the good photographers that I've worked with are someone who can make you feel at ease and really, I guess, enhance the experience so that you don't feel like you're taking a picture or you're on display. I really am able to pick up on cues of people just being around mm. so many people for so many years. I'm able to pick up on their insecurity cues and sometimes I will ask them outright, you know, like what is it about your body that you don't like? And we'll have this conversation before the session because then so I want important. to cover those parts of their bodies with the clothing that they're gonna wear. Make sure they're wearing the appropriate type of clothing. You know, just get yes. them really excited about it. I, I did a session many years ago it was beautiful. I was so proud of it. You know, like all my sessions, you know, the lighting was perfect. The posing was perfect. Um, her hair and makeup was great. Her outfit was just stunning. And when she get on the phone or she emailed me, she said she was not happy. And I was just like devastated, you know, so cried it out, got back on with the phone with her, you know, tell me what it was that you didn't like about the session. She goes, you know, I just really didn't like my hair and makeup and I wasn't feeling it. And that was a big learning moment for me. Though, no matter how well I can do my job, if my client is not feeling beautiful before I start hitting that shutter, it's going to be a problem. No matter how well I do, because that feeling of, um, you know, I feel beautiful. Confidence. It's great. It, it's a whole part. It's a part of that. So I always tell my client, you do your homework, 
I'll do my homework. <laughs> and then we come together and we make a beautiful session. I love that. I've worked with photographers, so I don't think any of the photographers have told me that. And I think that's so fantastic. And it's a lesson in saying just because someone might look ready or feel confident, because like you said, makeup was like she looked beautiful, but inside she had a little confidence and self-esteem that was coming across. And that will come across in the pictures. If a woman doesn't feel comfortable, you know, you're a woman. We just were thinking about it. We're internalizing it and it, it's going to come across. It's a very personal thing. So yes. I want you to think back, you know, when you were dating your first boyfriend, you guys had a song and you loved that song and could you play it in the car? But guess what? Years later, when you've had a bad breakup and you hear that song now it has a negative emotion. And it's the same thing with their being photographed. If they're not feeling happy at that moment and confidence, and that's why I'm really good about posing, making sure they feel good. I'll even give a posing lesson while we're getting ready to start shooting because I have to find their comfort level. And if it's not there, I have to train them and get them to that point where I can actually start the session. I love that. And I think it's so important. And I love how you took something that could have potentially that you could have just been like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Like you could have taken it to a negative connotation and said, you know what? No, right. You could have had the attitude. What do you mean? We spent the time that this, you looked fabulous. The pictures are fine, right? You could have had the ego with it or even just been devastated and be like, oh my God, and been done with it. But you took it as a learning lesson. And I think as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, that's so key because we have to take those little nuggets when maybe something isn't going right or whatever it is and say, how can we take this and now make it better? Or we don't go through this same process again where you spend all this time and energy and to come around and the woman said no. So that is great that you had that mindset then to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to cry it out, be disappointed, <laughs> but now let's fix this. But right, and let's fix it. And now we figure out how do we not let this happen again? Oh, well, maybe I need to coach. This is deeper than just taking a picture and looking pretty for the camera. Yeah, that moment really changed. It was, a, it was definitely a turning point in my career. I was going to say, and that'll go to my next question. So you're an award-winning photographer, and I'm sure that's something big to have. All the recognition that you've had, I, I, I think I know this now from talking to you, but what really separates you from other photographers? What are you really proud to say that, you know, these awards are deserving, this recognition is deserving because I, Rosina, am XYZ? So I've done a lot of, um, you know, self-observation. <laughs> with what I'm doing, such as that example I just gave, how my clients are reacting to what I'm doing, what are my competitors doing, what's working for them, what's not working for them. And, you know, also the part of that self-improvement was joining all of these prestigious um, professional wedding photography organizations. That was a, it was a big step for me. I mean, photographers can be very, um, we have an ego. We have an ego. This is our art form. And if somebody says something about it, it can be very insulting. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. I always tell the photographers that I train, if you don't have humility or love of people, you're never going to succeed in this business. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, joining these corporations really helped me just immerse me with all these other photographers. Look at their work. We can, they can critically you post images, they can criticize, you know, criticize them good and bad. Sure. And it was a huge confident builder for me when I started then, you know, putting in my um, images for awards. And, you know, I, I, I love that because I'm very competitive. I want to have that, you know, extra like, 
I know I can get an award from this wedding. However, I will never put that ahead of my, the needs of my client because a wedding is such an important moment in someone's life. And you know what? When it comes down to it, my bride is number one, my couples. And no matter um, you know what's going on in my head or what I feel like I want to get, I have to always put their needs ahead of mine. Um, one thing that does separate me from other photographers I love that question <laughs> because I have um, the experience from immersing myself with so many photographers as I started my career. So natural light. Then that moved into one of my um, another photographer that mentored me that taught me how to use off camera light that would not, you know, just highlight their faces and it's just invaluable things that I learned. and. Wedding photography is your highest level of photography. You have to be able to advance and move from one category to another. If you're working yeah. with a photographer and you look at their website and all of their images look the same, or they're all natural light, or they all have the same filter, you will look on my wedding, my website, and you will see evening, day, indoor, outdoor, you know, no matter what happens, you have to be able to transition very quickly. And that's something that I'm able to do. And that's why I, um, you know, I feel that's what sets me apart from a lot of other photographers. Let me ask, what is your favorite? Because I know you mentioned a lot of wedding photography, but like I said, you did photography for uh, a summit that I had for moms. You know, what is your favorite type of photography? I know we talked about even doing family photos. So I'll ask first question, what is your favorite? I think it seems to be wedding. But then second point, tell tell my listeners, what are all the services? Like you don't just do wedding photography. Right. So eventually... Of course, you know, a lot of my brides would ask me, you know, oh, Rosina, I'm pregnant. Can you do maternity? And then came the yes. influence and the babies and the families. And it's nice because I'm able to just take this bond I have with these clients. And, you know, I'll walk onto a family session and the kids come running up to me. They literally call me Aunt Rosina. It's so cute. <laughs> but, nice. um, you know, it's nice to be able to build that bond with these families. And and I love maternity. Maternity photography is like a pregnant woman's body is just so beautiful to me and I love mm -hmm. capturing that um and it's that's definitely my second favorite <laughs> yeah maternity photos there's something special about that I wish I would have done a little bit more and tapped into it but again it was my first time being pregnant you you know afterwards but I was a little self-conscious of it and being so uptight that looking back yeah. I'm like I wish I would have embraced my body more because it is such a beautiful time that we only get anytime we're pregnant and we'll never get again, right? When you look at my website under maternity, you'll see all of my um, my soon-to-be mommies in these beautiful gowns that just really enhance their body. So beautiful. Oh yeah, no, beautiful. The photography on your page is absolutely stunning what you've been able to capture. Um, and, and pivoting back to photography, over 23 years experience, what has changed in the photography world? Now it's social media, um, people, everyone has an iPhone, people can capture things. I truthfully, you know, I think expertise and experience trumps it all. But yeah, how have you learned to kind of navigate and still keep the momentum of your photography business doing what you love, but making a living out of it? Right. So, you know, again, photographers who work full time in the industry, we're the ones who develop that company culture. We're the ones that build mm -hmm. that foundation, the trust of the clients, bonding emotionally with them. A lot of photographers do it on the side or, you know, when there is a recession or when COVID hit, 
you know, I knew yes. I tried to switch gears because I know exactly what's going to happen. I've been in the business long enough to know that there's going to be a lot of people who are not serious about it, who are going to drop out, and then there's going to be a lot of newbies coming in. So, again, I feel um, as far as I like, changes, it's social media. It's such a powerful tool for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's helped me learn. I get so much business from it. I'm able to engage with my clients. They're able to see me. They're able to see my brand, which is right here. That's me. And they're able to get to know me better. And, you know, my Instagram is a great overview of what I do. If you have time to sit through and go through my website, then you're really going to see the real me. You're going to be able to see that, what I call that Rosina experience, which is, you know, going through from beginning to end, creating a stress-free um, wedding day for my clients, really bonding with them prior to wedding day. This way I can go on site with my bride. And a lot of them, you know, once I walk in the room, it's the, I see always a sigh of relief from my bride. Okay. Rosie and is here. We're good. <laughs> you nice. Know, Cause they know we, we go above and beyond. We, we, I make my, you know, everyone who works under me is under my company culture, which is just based on loyalty trust positive reinforcing and not allowing any toxic people sabotage our weddings big one i love that um and i i guess i'll say as we wrap up here is as you grew it into from this hobby to a full-fledged business how what are some of the challenges you faced and i'm sure building a team and um, managing the different personalities. This is your baby, like you said. You have a certain standard that you've set. There's a certain standard that your clients expect, like you mentioned the Rosina experience. Right. So how has it been navigating bringing young photographers on, training people? Tell me about some of that, of what you've had to overcome there. So um, everyone who works under me knows that they're going to have continued education with me. You know, when COVID hit, we took that as an opportunity to for me to set up style shoots and really work nice. with my team and help them work on that off-camera lighting, which is such a difficult thing for a lot of photographers to learn. And so I was able to spend time with them, really immerse them in my company culture, ex- let them know that their reflection is a reflection on me, teaching them different techniques, um, you know, also continuing always listening to my clients and what their needs are. And, you know, having that strong team behind me, that healthy, happy team is really what just helps me to, you know, I I have to balance my business and my personal life. Yes. I've always been really good at doing that guilt-free because I've learned when my kids were young, I'm just trying to, you know, burn the candles at both ends. You have to balance that out because if you're not, and the, the key for me was, spending quality time with my kids and then having my list of things I needed to accomplish during my work time and executing it and getting it done. And then I could now have that same quality time with my business, quality time with my kids. And, you know, that your mental state of mind, your health, it has a huge impact on your business. And, you know, I look for that when I hire people. I need to have healthy people working with me because otherwise um, their personal life disrupts their business. 
a hundred percent because oh god i love that and there's so much wisdom in saying that because i think it's so true i myself am still fighting with it but i have realized i'm like if i am a hundred percent in with my son i'm a hundred percent in with my son i cannot think about the business because you know why when i do that's when i'm more short short with him that's when i feel overwhelmed with him that's when i'm like come on come on come on i I don't have time for this because i'm thinking about the hundred emails i have to do um so i've learned and i'm it's still a process still a, a work in progress of saying when I'm with him, I'm with him. I cannot think about that because I realize my energy and my attitude is transferring to him. Right. right. So you're what you, it's like 100 percent. And then when I'm with my business, the same thing. And I think basically what you're saying is you have to work hard. You have to work smarter um, and say, OK, power hour. A friend of mine was telling me she's like, look, Nicole, I know we have a lot of tasks. I have two businesses I'm trying to juggle at one time along with other things. And she's like, put on a, a an awesome Spotify playlist and knock it out and say, OK, for the next three songs, maybe that's. I don't know, 12 to 15 minutes, I'm going to send, I'm going to go through my email list yes, and be done with yeah. it. And you're on a machine. And I'm like, oh God, that's such a good that's idea. Exactly what you, right? You have to have a list and you have to be yes. serious about your list. Cause I can go from like one to another and I start, I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> I need to focus here. And I really feel yes. like another important thing is um, just having that mental and emotional me time. Again, yes. guilt free. I feel like every woman struggles with this guilt on them that they're not giving a hundred percent so and you can't i mean the reality is that you cannot but if i wasn't ever working my kids are 22 and 24. wow my girls if i wasn't working while i was raising them i would have been miserable i love what i do it's artwork it's a it's a way for me to express myself it gives me pride and that's okay. And, you know, I was able to then, and I also, you know, you have to have that me time, that yoga time, yes. that time to meditate, that time to relax and exercise and go in and have a, you know, treat yourself, you know. Let me ask you this, um, because the the stage that I'm in with my son, because my son is a true mama's boy, is his thing is like, mommy, but I want you, I want you. And I am cognizant of that because I know he's so tiny. He's only five, so I'm never going to get this time back. And I guess, truthfully, you're never going to get the time back even when your kids are 17, 18, right? But I know a lot of moms say it's the baby years that we really miss because when he's 17, 18, let's be honest, he's going to be with friends. He's going to do his thing. So I struggle with to say, okay, I know I should spend a little more time with him because he's still so young and making him understand this is what mommy does and I do enjoy it. Cause he'll say, he goes, what, do you have another podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm like, yes, I'm like, I do have another podcast, you know, but without making him resent that I'm doing this, you know, so I try and bring him on. So I guess I would ask for anyone listening, maybe who is trying to juggle the things, whether it's another business, maybe it's their career, a hobby. I know you said the guilt, but it is there because we do have the little one saying, but mommy, why do you have to leave? But mommy, this, how have you mentally kind of turned that off or to explain it to your kids so that they understand it? So I would say, um, I feel like I've been there so many times and I've told my, my friends this, you know, let me tell you this. I had one aha moment, which was this. I was, got the kids settled in the house. I literally went into the backyard to make this phone call to this bride and the neighbor's dog starts barking, right? We've all been there, right? <laughs> You're trying to just find a little corner where you could just, can I make this phone call, please? Yes, right? yes, yes. Like, you work from home? And this was years ago, my kids were young. And I was like, oh, damn, I just blew that. 
but yeah. it's this this whole thing of you're not professional if you're a mom it's got to be a race and i told i tell my friends that all the time who have young kids yeah. I'm like, you have a family and you be proud of them and even when um i was i used to take my kids on um when i would go visit with brides yeah and sometimes i would take them think we're moving to that too. I think I love that you're saying that. And it makes sense. I mean, you have the brides. I mean, if you had a bride who said no, I think in your mind, you're like, okay, but this is life. Like you're going to have kids one day. You're going to notice that sometimes you have to do what we have to do. They should be happy that we're family oriented people. That's what makes healthy people. Um, I mean, I feel like the pandemic really opened up the avenue for people to be, it's okay to work from home now. You know, yes. why wasn't it 10 years ago? I don't know. People just had this impression if you're not in office, you're not professional. But I'll tell All you right. this, when I was in my office and I had overhead and I had a, a studio manager and I had a sales girl and I had a business part, the stress level was out of control. And I worked a lot more over there than I had to, where now I, when I'm at home, I could manage my time and have that. The kids have their quiet time, mommy works, and then we move into... Yes. And you, you can take that work time and, and diverse, you know, take it throughout the day, little chunks of it, For where sure. they know that this is mommy's work time and then they get you again. So I love it. And I think that's so important. I think, yes. And I've noticed that when I do give my son that undivided attention, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes, he's usually okay. He just wants mommy. He needs to sit on my lap. And when I give him that opportunity, then he tends to kind of be okay. So Rosina, as we wind down here, how can people connect with you? And then if you have any other thoughts to the podcast community, definitely love connecting with people on Instagram. My handle is at Rosina Debello photo. Um, they could go to my Facebook page. I'm very active on all social media. And I also have, of course, my website, rosinadebello.com, which is constantly being updated. I just <laughs> always have my new favorite bride up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Nice. And then what are your final thoughts to the podcast community? I, my uh, one piece of advice is never think it is impossible to run a career and be a mom at the same time. It can be done. You have to make that impossible turn into it's possible. So it's changing your mindset from negative to positive, surrounding yourself with healthy people. And um, you can definitely, once you believe in your talent and skill set, you can definitely do it. I love it. Thank you so much, Rosina, for coming on, for sharing your truth, for sharing your journey, and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast. Subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode. You may also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their Motherhood Village. Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone. Connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.